Hey, this is Dave Pryor for Drunken PM Radio. You're probably listening to this podcast through projectmanagement.com, so I'd like to thank them once again for being a sponsor. And today, I'm very psyched. Brett Harnett is here. Brett, thanks for taking time out of your Friday. Hello, sir. Thanks for having me. And I know you're really busy because the summit's coming up, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. But first, I would like to talk about this very pretty book that I have on my desk, <laughs> which isn't just pretty. It's a, there's a lot of good stuff in here, too. But you've got a book out called Project Management for Humans, Helping People Get Things Done. Um, who is this book aimed at? I mean, obviously project good... managers, but is there a subsection you're going after? Yeah, I actually would say that PMs maybe are the subsection. Okay. Um, I think my goal with this book is to teach project management in a way that is more grounded in behavior and the way that we act as humans. So, you know, every chapter starts off with a personal story that has nothing to do with project management, but um, it kind of leads into the the content or the topic for the chapter. Um, so what I'm trying to do is draw this correlation from between project management and sort of everyday life so that people who are in roles that maybe they do a little bit of project management, but their title is not project management, or they work with project managers or they're freelancers and need to manage their own work and projects. Um, They can kind of pick up some skills. And the, the idea is just to kind of relate the content to them in a different way. I think that's really important because some of the, it's so easy to get wrapped up in this stuff, especially if you geek out on it, but kind of taking all the weight out of it and making it something we all have to do anyway. Like, you know, you've got the chapter on expectations. I mean, we all have to set expectations for other people and make sure we can meet them. Um, I think kind of bringing it down to a very basic level makes it a lot more palatable for folks. Yeah. I also kind of wanted to make it a little bit more fun. Um, I think one of the things that's really easy for us to do as PMs and practitioners is to to elevate the work and make it really serious, yeah. um, which in some cases it is. But, um, you know, the goal here was to, to say, like, it's not that hard. There are things that are taught through the book or taught in courses like your course, but there's a lot that's not taught that's important. And it's kind of surrounding communications and soft skills. And, you know, it, it all relates back to just being a human. So what do you think is the biggest piece that is missing? I mean, if somebody goes through any kind of training, whether it's, you know, at a graduate level or they're taking PMP training or an agile training, you know, you're talking about the interaction aspect of it and communication. What's the biggest element that's that we're skipping when we teach people how to do this job? I think there's a couple of things. So, I mean, as you know, I don't know if listeners know, I, I work in digital, right? So everything is around uh, websites, apps, interfaces, that kind of stuff that's being built. So it's it's very technology focused and teams are definitely in front of screens. A lot of times they're remote. So I think that the biggest thing that, that seems to be a hurdle or the people are lacking in this industry specifically is people skills and empathy and thinking about how your actions might cause a reaction that you want or maybe don't want. Um, so I think that there's, that's really hard to teach, right? Like you can't necessarily teach soft skills. You can give some basics on good practices for making things happen. But um, part of what I'm trying to get at is, you know, thinking about the people that you're working and motivations and intent and how to be a good PM and consider those things while you're also focused on the more kind of 
administrative hardline things like budgets and and project timelines. So maybe sort of thinking of the outcome you're looking for from the interaction with another person as opposed to, I'm just going to bark at them until they give me the thing that I'm asking for. Exactly. I think the, the one thing that I've heard more recently in the past couple of years is like the, the idea of a project manager as just a box checker. And I hate that idea of, you know, some, somebody being seen in a project management role as somebody who only cares about a deadline or a budget and all they want, the only information they want out of someone on their team is, you know, their percent complete on a task or if they're going to be late on a task. Um, they're so much more involved in why someone's going to be late for a task or why the budget might go over that some people don't consider. And, and I think it's really important, you know, if you want to be a trusted and respected PM, that you'll actually think about those things and have conversations and get to know your team and build relationships. And that all also leads to just having fun and enjoying your work. And that's pretty important to me. I wonder if that's a difference between, you know, like a, a digital approach or working at an agency and working at like a big consulting company that does software development and project management. Because when you were just talking about that, I was thinking when I worked, you know, they weren't called agencies back then, but when I worked doing, building that kind of stuff, I was very closely tied to the people that did the work. And I felt very technical because I would really try to learn about it and, and, and understand as much of it as I could. And then when I moved into consulting, the people on my teams, they were more like chess pieces that I used <laughs> because I had to get stuff done. I mean, it, it shifted again now that I'm more on the agile side. But um, when I moved into consulting, I didn't consider myself technical anymore because I didn't. There was not an expectation that I would understand the technical depth the way that there was when I was working at an agency. Yeah. Well, I don't think that expectation is necessarily in place for digital PMs. I mean, obviously, you've got to know a little bit um, so that you can communicate details the technical details and, and things like that but part of me thinks that it's it comes with the size of the organization but okay. also the vision or value that the organization puts on project management um, you know I've I've worked in my current consulting role I've worked with some pretty large organizations who've got problems with project management and the core of what I kind of assess the problem to be is that they don't have a real vision for what PMs can do and how PMs can, um, you know, the value that they bring to the table and the benefits that the company can, can sow from having them there doing a really good job. So I, part of me thinks that it's, it's about the role and expectations around the role that kind of affect how somebody interacts with people. Like even if you're, you know, a, a really kind of like people person um, and you stepped into a role in a big corporation and you were brought down by all of this, um, all the politics and hierarchy and all of that stuff that happens within an organization and, and in its projects by effect, um, you're going to get dragged down by that. And you're, yeah. you're not going to look at building relationships because work just becomes a grind. And I think that's part of it too. It's, um, it's not only the, the organization's vision for the role, but it's your own too, like making the role what you want it to be so that you feel like you're doing a good job. So how do you, I have a, a question I'm kind of trying to wind my way towards coming out of what you just said, but the, the, the way I'd like to start is how would you describe the role of project manager 
not, I mean, more in terms of what, what your hope for it, like your ideal version of project management, what is that job? So my ideal is for the PM to be far more strategic than I think a lot of organizations expect or even want them to be. Um, I like the idea um, for a PM to be tightly involved in a project from day one and, and not just tightly involved in the project management aspects, but understanding stakeholders, um, being a part of stakeholder interviews, being a part of research, um, helping to formulate the goals and being a part of that makes you more invested in a project. And then as you manage the project and things are underway, you're able to guide your team and your clients down a path that is aligning with those goals. And when discussions or conversations or decisions are coming about, that stray from those goals, you can be the person to reel everyone back in and say, this doesn't feel right. And this is why, um, are we headed in the right direction? Do we need to make a pivot in terms of the way that we're working on the product or the way that we're working together? Um, to me, that's, that's valuable. Um, what's not valuable to me is just being the person who kind of administers the the project. Yeah. Checks the Um, box. Yeah. Cause anyone can do that really. Um, you know, any junior, your PM could step right into that role and it's a good place to start. I'm not knocking it. See, I don't know if uh, I, I don't know if I agree with that because if even as a junior, I think somebody who does this job is somebody who's, who's kind of driven to wanting to see the entire battlefield, like the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And if, and somebody on a development team or on the design team, they want to do that, that craft that they're good at. But I don't, right. it, it's like, I think Yes, anybody could do it, but you have to be willing to spend a lot of time swamping around in the minutiae and worrying about all those details and not letting stuff fall through the cracks just because it seems kind of not sexy. I mean, that is part of the job is dealing with the not sexy stuff. Absolutely. I guess what I'm saying is um, a junior stepping in and creating and and managing a plan and a task list and the more administrative stuff. Um, I don't know that that, that a, a junior is well-suited. And this is such a sweeping statement that I shouldn't even make about, you know, junior versus senior. <laughs> hey, but, go ahead. Come hey, on. Whatever. You want to, um, you want to define it by age group too? We could really kind of slot. Yeah. Them I'm going to get attacked here. <laughs> and I, no, but it's, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's yeah. about, um, experience. I think there's so much that you gain just from working on projects that makes you better at what you do. Yeah. And I think understanding how as a PM you can contribute to that strategy and you can truly help a team and you can build relationships that impact the work. Yeah. Um, to me, that's, that's valuable. And I think it's something that you can't do out of the gate. Okay. So what do you think for the, for the, uh, the folks that are coming up, you know, the younger crowd, um, what do you think is the biggest misconception that they have about the job of project management or what is what is the one thing that if you could just snap your fingers and they would all know this one thing coming in what would it be hmm good question i think the first thing that i would say is just to be yourself um i think there's this misconception and i kind of said this earlier that project management is so serious right like it's it's all business all the time and and i think that that's not necessarily true. I mean, obviously it is serious and there are pretty significant impacts when a PM does a bad job. Um, but part of doing a good job, I think, is 
having a personality, enjoying the work, making sure that people are happy and that you're facilitating really good communications. Um, and I think in order to do that, you have to be comfortable in the role and kind of uh, who you are in the role in, in some ways. Yeah, cool. Um, so I have one more before we talk about the, the conference. Um, the, what you just described to me, you talked about some, some very positive aspects of the job, but this job is often just like a total beating. And, and some days it feels like the only reason you got up was just to take a bag of oranges to the stomach. Um, <laughs> so I'm curious, like, what is it for you on a personal level that makes this job fun and exciting to keep doing every day? Because even like on the days that really suck where you're just like, ah, what is it about this job that makes you want to get out of bed and go deal with it anyway? Yeah. Um, so a couple of things. Um, first, the thing that I love about being a PM in an agency um, where you're working with different clients is getting to see the inner workings of some pretty interesting and large organizations and even small organizations. Um, I've had the benefit of working with some pretty big brands, um, brands that have been around since before I was born, who I look up to and respect and buy their products and I'm fully invested in. And I've gone and worked with them and thought, wow, that's exactly what I would never want in my career. You know, like <laughs> that is the job I could never take. And that is a group that I would never want to work with. Yeah. Interesting. And to me, that's so cool because you get to see different ways companies are structured, different yeah. politics that people play different goals and, and business goals that come out of left field from leadership. And to me, that's all really, really interesting. And having kind of the outsider's perspective or the bird's eye view is perfect in that respect, because you can kind of like check it off your list. Like, yeah. Oh, I checked them out. I probably would never apply to work for that place, but Hey, that was cool. nice you to know. visit. <laughs> yeah. Nice to visit. <laughs> Hopefully you like the project we worked on. Yeah. Um, the other side of that is, um, for me, it's technology. Um, so, you know, I'm not a developer. Early, early in my career, I learned how to code and I learned some basics. I would never volunteer myself to, to code a website these days. Um, and I have learned a ton about design and good content. And that's like, that's amazing to me. Like I, I've had my own education on the job. Um, and it's, ongoing, right? It's, yeah. you know, technology is changing all the time and it's changing the way that we're operating projects. It's changing process. It's changing deliverables, um, which is really cool. So it's, it's important to kind of keep up with those things and it's not always easy to keep up with them, but it is a part that I like about it. Cool. All right. So I want to kind of use that as the segue into the conference, because to me, the, the thing that I love the most about coming to the summit is that for the time that I'm there, I'm going to be surrounded by people who are probably younger, most of them than I am because I'm old, that, that haven't been doing this as long, but that look at it in a totally different way, work with completely different technologies. Um, for me, a big part of being able to stay fresh with being a project manager is just finding different sources of, of you know, things to teach you, you know, different places you can learn, different people you can learn from. And I get really psyched about the idea of being around these people for a couple of days. Um, for people that aren't familiar with the, with the summit, can you explain what it is and why you guys started in the first place? 
Sure. Um, so the Digital PM Summit is a conference that we started five years ago. Believe it or not, um, this coming October will be our, our fifth anniversary, which is pretty exciting. Um, and we usually get around two to 300 people in a room for two days um, or several rooms, I should say. So it's it's two days of uh keynote presentations and presentations on a main stage then we do breakout workshops one that we should talk about that you're running this year about hacking agile because that's an important topic for people in in digital and especially people in agencies um and we also do breakout sessions where we get people grouped up into kind of their their region and talking about project management topics, but with people who are close to them, because okay. part of our focus for the event is really about community building. Um, so five years ago was kind of the first event for the community. And that's kind of where things started um, with the community. Since then, it's grown into this big international thing where, you know, there are conferences um, all over the place. There are meetups in cities all over the place where people are talking about digital project management. So there's definitely a focus on community and networking. So we provide enough time for people to network and get to know one another, um, talk about things that are important to them, but then also to learn from speakers in those keynote presentations and then to get to work with speakers and other attendees in the more kind of breakout format. Um, so that's kind of it in a nutshell. Cool. Okay. So is there a specific theme or anything like that to this year? I mean, it's five years in it. It's if the, if in the beginning it was about just creating any kind, you know, like a larger community and now you're talking about more regional stuff. Is there any sort of kind of intention behind this one? Like, like a theme? Um, there's not necessarily a theme to the content. Um, I think the theme for us every year is, and, and really with all of our events at the Bureau of Digital is really focused on community. Um, cause you know, the industry that we're in doesn't have a long history in and of itself, you know, like the internet started in what, 1991, um, formalized roles like project management haven't really come to the forefront of the industry until like maybe the past 10 years. So this idea of just getting together and talking and sharing, debating and learning from one another is really kind of the theme to our events. Um, so the, the goal with programming, which I handle every year um, and is always really difficult, is just to come up with an agenda that feels like it's interesting. There have to be some, you know, real takeaways for attendees. Yeah. There have to be opportunities to talk um, and share your own ideas. So that's kind of what it's all about. It's it's really about community. I think the sharing and the debating thing is a, is a, is worth mentioning too, because in the traditional project management community, that's not always as easy a thing to come by unless you have like a really trusted circle. A lot of PMs are afraid to show that vulnerability. Um, Why is that? I don't, I never got that. Why? Everyone's scared of losing their job. I don't know. I think it's part of that whole fear driven culture of, you know, you have to always say that you're going to do stuff. It's just, it's just been that way since I, I blame I've... Frederick Taylor for everything pretty much. So <laughs> just hang it on him. <laughs> well, I don't know. To me, 
what what I love about events like this and even just the local meetups, and I know that you've been to our local meetup in yeah. Philly, it's just there is an the atmosphere openness. of, yeah, yeah. And, and there's no sense of competition, even, you know, being in the same city, working for different companies that might be competing for similar work or same, even the same clients. Um, but it's it's just about like, how can we as people, companies and positions aside, boost ourselves up and be better at what we do and represent a, a bigger community? Well, I think, and, yeah, the, the competition sharpens everyone. I mean, it makes us all better. Yeah, absolutely. So that maybe, maybe that's growing up because I don't see that. I, the openness is present in the Agile community, but the fear of competition is sometimes also still present. Um, so maybe it's, maybe it's, you know, kind of an evolution thing. Fear of competition over what though? Of like, I do a better job than you, or I work in a company that's more well-recognized. Or I'm not going to let you in the door because you might take my client. That kind of, uh, some I of see. that. I'm not going to tell you that I don't know how to do this because you might use it against me. I mean, um, stuff huh. like that. I think that it's not, it's not like a large thing, but it is still present in some respects that people are kind of cautious about. Hmm. Um, so, so the event is going to be taking place in Vegas. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so money. <laughs> what are the dates? So it's October 15th through the 17th, and then I'm doing a workshop on the 18th. Okay. And it's at the M Resort, which is just outside of Vegas. Okay. So just far enough that you won't get in too much trouble unless you really go after it. Exactly. Uh, is it? Are there still tickets available? There are. We're actually planning to close ticket sales on the 30th. But if anyone wa really wants to go and, and they, you know have the the time and the the money to do it then they can get in touch and i'm okay. sure we'll so, let them in so this will post after the 30th so if people want to go where can they get in touch with you if they want to beg you for seats they can email dpm at bureauofdigital.com okay and um during the event they could follow it on twitter and stuff like that right Oh yeah, we're big on social media, so we'll be tweeting, and we have a hashtag. It's hashtag DPM twenty seventeen. Okay, uh, and we'll also be posting Instagram photos and all that fun stuff too. Oh, another thing is, um, we created a video this year that is. Um, I threw four questions out to the community and solicited some feedback on just how people feel about their role and the future of digital PM. Um, so we're compiling a video that we're going to show at the event, but then also post online later. So oh, that'll cool. be interesting to see. Yeah. I'm excited to see the final product on that. Okay. And are you, are you recording any of the sessions or? So we are, we're recording the, the main kind of, uh, You're not really, don't, don't say that part. Apparently if you tell people which ones you record, then the people, nobody shows up to those ones. Meh. So not, should... We're not too worried about that. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Cause cool. the thing is you can't record breakout sessions because it's just a weird thing to watch. And yeah. to me, that's really, those are, those are the, the most exciting sessions because you get to be an active participant and dig into stuff a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about your podcast too. Okay. So you got a podcast coming up. It's sort I of, do. sort of in support of the book that you're doing with Greg, right? Yeah. So, um, We've been talking about this since March, slightly embarrassing, but just a lot of other things kind of got in the way. We've recorded three episodes, so we've got three in the can uh, in production. The podcast is called 
called Sprints and Milestones. Um, the first season uh, I'm recording with Greg Story, who is my friend and colleague, uh, who now works for USAA in a design position. And he actually wrote the foreword to the book. Um, again, kind of following along with the idea that this book is for everyone. Um, and, and in the digital industry, designers and developers can definitely benefit from it. So in the book, I came up with um, a set of principles about digital project management that I actually presented at a few conferences uh, over the past year. And it's it's basically some um, some quick statements that just kind of say how we behave as a community. Um, so every episode of this uh, first season of the podcast is going to be based on those principles. So we're going to share some war, war stories. We're going to share some tips and tactics and um, just talk about those principles and kind of what they mean to us. So I'm uh, looking forward to getting it out there. Cool. And so I know that the URL isn't available yet, but as soon as it is, I'll add it into the show notes for this so people can check that out. And if they want to follow you on Twitter to learn when it's ready, what's the best way for them to do that? Or, or just, I mean, you've already kind of said that they can get, get in touch with the conference, but if they want to reach out to you personally, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, me personally, um, I'm at bretharned.com um, or at bretharned on Twitter. All right, cool. And as you mentioned, everyone should come to the Hacking Agile session at the conference. I don't want to... They should. I'm sure they will. <laughs> hang up without mentioning that. Is there any anything else new that's happening at the conference that you're particularly excited about? Um, so I mentioned that it's our fifth anniversary. So we've got a fun kind of celebration planned for our social event, uh, which happens on the first night. Um, I'm looking forward to that. In terms of content, um, there's so many great sessions. I don't think I could pick pick a favorite. Um, we've also worked in some sort of like side sessions where people can meet a couple of our speakers and do a, a Q&A with them too. So again, just kind of like trying to broaden the experience to give attendees more of a voice than yeah. just having to sit there and listen. Cool. And remember to save some steam for the karaoke at the end. <laughs> It's in Vegas, so you it never is. know. Yes. <laughs> what happens there stays there. Yes, that's true. Cool. <laughs> All right, Brett, thank you very much for doing this. Um, and congratulations again on the book, and I'm looking forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks. Thanks. Same here. I appreciate it. 